Hello and welcome to today's show, Strategic Insights Radio, brought to you by Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. Sterling Rose Consulting Corp is a full-service business consulting firm that provides business plan creation and review, marketing plans, marketing implementation, process automation, accounting, payroll processing, CRM design and implementation, and business technology strategy consulting and implementation. The host of today's show is Jennifer Roos with Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. And as we do our show live, it is the holiday season, our final show, the 2017 year. And I know, Jennifer, you want to put a bow on this year. Yes, I do. So this is actually ends our third year with Business Radio X. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> Doesn't it? Seems like just like yesterday we met. <laughs> yeah. And we're actually coming up to our fourth birthday on Valentine's Day of next year as a company. And the Congratulations. Big news, Happy thank birthday. Thank you. And the big news for us this week, which was a nice way to end our year too, was that Entrepreneur Magazine released their Entrepreneur 360 list of the best privately held companies in America. And we were named as one of those on the 360 list. We are the only one in Gwinnett County to ever make the list and only one of 10 in the state of Georgia to ever make the list. Congratulations. I'm not sure if you have enough room on your mantle for another <laughs> award, but that's a, that's great news to end the season. No, it's been fantastic. It's, it's made the end of the year a lot busier than I had originally anticipated. What is it that makes Sterling Rose different from all the other companies out there that do business plans and marketing and all the other uh, services you provide? Well, I think it's one of the things is we're full service. So we don't just provide you the business plan and we walk away or provide the marketing and we're done. We actually can work with you from the time you launch your business all the way up to the time that you are sustaining, growing and continuing that growth of the business. So we take you from that very beginning stage, or even if you're an established company, we actually can work with you in launching a new product, launching a new division, helping you decide what happened with your strategy for next year or for the next five years and get you to where you, you intend to be for your goals. But not just create the strategy, we actually can help you implement the strategy by doing the tactical side of it as well. So that makes us a little different. The other thing that makes us different is we don't just work with for-profit companies. Actually, one-fourth of our business is not-for-profit. So we work with a lot of not-for-profit organizations. So it, it provides us this opportunity to work with some great, great companies that give back across the board. You've talked over the past three years about the philanthropy of the uh, the company. And one of the things too is that I've noticed, despite all the awards, all the success and all the growth, you've never rested on your laurels. I mean, you're always busting your fanny as if you're just starting up, you know, as if you're in your first year. Well, you have to. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I could. I could sit back and not do anything. Let's face it. All of us can. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine last night and he said uh, he... His favorite statement is K plus A equals O, right? K plus A equals O. O. Okay. Now, what that means is knowledge plus action equals opportunity. So my business, the people that work for me, including myself, we have the knowledge to provide. But without that action, there will be no opportunity for growth for us or for any company that we work with. So using our own company as as a case study or showing people that this is how it is that you have to do. This is, you have to keep pushing. You have to keep moving forward and you have to get out there. You have to be visible. And if you're not, and you're not involved, then no one's going to involve with you. You talk about knowledge and, and, and action. 
but but you always have to learn. You, you, you never, if you ever get to the point where you feel like you know it all, then you're in trouble. So <laughs> I definitely don't know it all. <laughs> so just in the last year then, from, from mm-hmm. you know, your, your second year in business, now you've just completed your, well, well, well your third year here on, on the radio. Uh, but in the last year, 2017, mm-hmm. what have you learned that maybe a year ago, Jennifer did not know? Well, there's a lot of things. Uh, well, for starters, there's been a lot of change in my own company. Because at the beginning of the year, we had to reorg the whole entire company. Um, we we lost our previous CEO. Um, we changed our entire structure of how we were going to market out. Uh, we kept some of the same things that we had before, one of which was Business Radio X. We just changed all of our structure for Business Radio X as well. Um, all of our collateral had to change. All of our marketing materials, how we spread out, what we were going to do to promote ourselves. All of this actually had to change with the changes within the organization. And a lot of organizations have that same issue, right? They have either someone leaves the company or there is a reorganization that's required, a new product that comes out, a new market they're going after. Well, we had the same thing happen to us. So we had to really go in and define what we were going to do, how this new change of management was going to happen. I brought in a new partner who is the chief financial officer and operating officer of my, my organization. Um, also know where your strengths are and your weaknesses. And I know my weaknesses. I'm not an accountant. <laughs> but with that said, I can read financial analysis. I can understand it. I can understand the breakdown, but I am not a CPA. And so I knew that that was a piece that I needed on board for me. And even though I am an extremely strong marketer and brander of the organization, the reality is there's only so much time when you're also running the business, promoting the business and growing it to also do that part too. So I actually brought in a chief marketing officer this year as well. And then I decided to take a real leap of faith, which is I opened an entire new office in a different state, which was a huge move considering that we had just reorged this year. Mm-hmm. And so far that has shown great success for us as well. So there's a lot of promotion, a lot of, of things that we do. The one thing that I always tell everybody is a lot of people, we did something crazy and that's admitted. I'll admit that we were a little bit nuts when we, we decided what we were going to do. We walked in, you know, we walked into the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce and we said, these are all the things we are going to sponsor, right? But we didn't just do it there. We did it at multiple places. Now, what people don't realize is that you don't just sponsor them. I attend every one of them or someone from my staff does. There is a lot of time commitment and a lot of things that we do to keep involved. And there are a lot of things that my company and myself don't even tell people that we do that stay involved in the community. So besides all the work and getting that done and exceeding, because my goal is to exceed the expectations of my clients, right? Not just meet them. And to do that and also stay as involved as we are, we don't sleep much. <laughs> you, you mentioned how you joined these organizations and you sponsored all these things. Ha, mm-hmm. did, did, have you had to pull back some of that a little bit? No, uh, just had to be through, through the last couple of years, we've become more strategic about which ones we sponsored, knowing who the audience is going to be and what the topics were going to be. So uh, there's one, one event that we don't sponsor anymore, but it was totally the wrong group of people for us. So it was just getting to learn um, what made the most sense? And at the end of the day, it's return on investment too, right? Did we come out making more than what we put in? Mm-hmm. So that, I mean, that's the goal, right? That's the goal of every <laughs> business, right? Uh, so, and, and keep in mind too, that the first couple of years, 
you're just building your name. And so we put in a lot of money in sponsorship and a lot of money in, in, in tables and visibility and marketing materials and not getting a, a lot out of it. But I knew that it's a process and I know it takes time because people have got to, number one, get to know who you are. Uh, number two, get to know who your brand is, what you provide. So the more visible we became, the more people started to come to us and ask the questions. And then the more that used us, more referrals we got, more testimonials, and it built up from there. Obviously, you've done a lot of things right. You've, you've grown the business. And, and before I ask this next question, I kind of want to set the stage of, of how big you have grown over the last four years. Talk yeah. about the, uh, the number of clients, the number of uh, countries you're, you're working, you know, have clients in and so forth. So we have an idea of, of the scope of how large you have grown this business in four years. Yeah. So in our little fledgling little company, we have over 1,400, actually almost 1,500 clients right now. And that span between 49 states and 42 countries. So it's a lot of fun because at, at any given time, we could be on the phone with... And it was funny because one of my staff came up to me yesterday and he goes, do you know what they celebrate in Kazakhstan? He goes, I was on the phone with them yesterday. Huh. <laughs> and, and he was like telling me about their, their holiday plans in Kazakhstan because you know we had to figure out some scheduling to make sure we get in around the holidays all of the different projects that we're doing. And so he's trying to work around everybody's schedules because we've got Europe, there's certain boxing days. We've got Kazakhstan has a different day altogether than we have. Gotcha. Absolutely. You know, you, you grow a business and you have a lot of success, but usually you learn more when you have a failure or you do something wrong. Uh, obviously, as you know, our, our listeners are business owners mm -hmm. and, and executives, people that run their own businesses. So, so talk to us about it. Maybe give them some warnings that, hey, here, here's something I tried in 2017 that didn't work or, or maybe something you would have done a little differently. I don't know if I would have done anything differently because I wouldn't have known any better to do it <laughs> in 2017. But now you have the but... ability of hindsight to look back. <laughs> oh, yes. Hindsight is 2020. Um, right. But the reality is, um, there's always things that you can do differently. And it's the what I tell all of the people that I work with and you no know, one is perfect. It is a roller coaster ride. You are going to have uh, the really good day and a really bad day in the same day. And you, no matter what you do, not every client is going to like you. It doesn't matter how hard you work at it or what you provide them. Somebody has a bad day, they're going to write something bad about you. And hopefully you can rectify it. Sometimes there's no way around it. But there's just nothing you can do about that. Um, it, so just don't let it beat you up. Um, do the best you can. Do the work you, you provide, the work you offer. Be attentive and communicative. So go back to them and, and talk to them. And one of the things that I can say is that I, I, I learned that at the beginning, it was a little harder for me to get good communication with some of my clients just because um, I was in such a big changeover in my company. So my focus wasn't 100% on the client. It was really split and split in a lot of different directions. And make sure you don't let your client slip, the communication with your client slip, because that will, at the end of the day, hurt everything about your company. So that was one of the things that at the beginning of the year did kind of hurt my, my business a bit. Mm -hmm. It is something that I've rectified towards the end of the year, and I've put different processes in place to actually take care of those. And... And I also have, make sure you have a backup because if you get sick, you're out of town, you're in business meetings and someone's trying to reach you, make sure there's somebody behind you that knows what's going on also and can actually be that 
that buffer to the client if necessary. You're listening to Jennifer Roos with Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. This is Strategic Insights Radio here on Business Radio X. And and uh, your, your title is now, because you mentioned you lost your CEO. Or you're now the CEO, correct? I am. I'm the CEO of the company now. Okay. And, and I'm going to ask you a question here. And this is completely unscripted. So <laughs> I, I may get in trouble uh, from okay. you for, for asking this. But one of the things about your company is the transparency because... I know of an example where you had a, a client that came on board mm-hmm. and and you, you kind of mentioned sometimes things fall through the cracks or you can't get the job done or they're not happy. Or in this case, I think for whatever reason, you just weren't able to get the job done rather than saying, you know, we'll get it done, we'll get it done, we'll get it done and, 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 and drag it on or fake it or whatever. You actually refunded their money. Correct. Um, a lot of companies probably wouldn't do that because once they have the money, they don't want to give it back. But you realized you couldn't get the job done because of other reasons, you had so much else going on that you you did something that I don't think a lot of companies would do. And and some companies may say, well, that might hurt me or the fact that we're talking about it might hurt. I think it actually helps because it find, you really find the true character of a company. I don't think it hurts you at all. I think that, yeah. It, Good. So I'm not in trouble for asking. <laughs> not at all. No, no. It's a policy within my organization. If we can't do something or if we're behind on things, I mean, we'll, we will go to the client and offer it back. We're not going to, in any way, um, take somebody's money for not doing the job that we're supposed to be doing. So the reality is, if you know, there are delays sometimes, and we we'll try to communicate those delays. But if it's something that at the end of the day the scope has changed or or the work is not there, we'll turn around and we'll go back to the client and say, "Look, I'm sorry, but uh, I can't do this. But here are some options for other people who might be able to help you." And here's your money back. And let me make the introduction to the people who can. Or if something really comes up and, and it's just a, a drain on on the time, because we had we had some pr- pretty interesting things that happened this year. As everybody's aware, our business got hit by the hurricanes. You know, we lost an, we lost almost eight clients in a week because of a hurricane. Eight major clients. We then we lost almost twenty four clients to the fires. <laughs> we lost. We lost one of our staff members to to a couple months off for having a baby. How dare she? <laughs> exactly. Uh, and we actually have a couple staff members who, you know, some of my staff don't necessarily have to work in my office. Everybody's W-2 who works for me, but some actually were out near the fires. And so I lost communication to some staff members. So those projects kind of went on the, the site and we had to figure out what to do with those. I was going to say those projects went on the back burner, but that'd be a really bad That's pun. That's a bad pun. Yeah, okay. yeah. In that case, it was a really bad pun. There were different things that happened. Also, even here with the storms that hit us, my offices didn't have electric for almost a week, gas or electric. So there was no sending anything out to anybody. Yep. <laughs> so we... We had a lot of natural disaster this year, unfortunately, throughout the United States. We lost clients in Texas, too. In lieu of those times, we have given back to those areas and gone out and helped. But the reality is it did hurt our business, too. It wasn't just a question. And we also had something that happens to a lot of businesses out there. We had fraud on our accounts this year. Someone went in and actually cleaned out our operating account. And... It became a very big deal because a lot of small businesses that would have ended us. Yeah, would survive from that. Yeah, and and I'm so sorry about that. I was having a bad day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was a really bad day, and that had a lot of repercussions, which include bouncing the payroll to my staff on multiple occasions. 
that bounced everything right down to people's mortgages. It it hurt my business quite drastically. It, but it was something that we're, you know, we had to dig out one day at a time and well, you can't lose faith. Well, a big part of that is morale. And something that I learned early on that uh, someone that I respect and, and, and look up to always said, don't mess with people's money. If you mess, that's the worst thing you can do. Well, here's the thing. It happened. There was nothing I could do about it. But what I did in, in regards to what, when it happened, I was extremely transparent with my staff. And I said, look, this is what happened. I cannot rectify it exactly the way we need to. I need you guys to work with me. And here's what I'm going to do. Every time we got money in, I sent money to each one of them and I took turns on which one got paid next. And so everybody equally got their money back and they all worked with me and are still working with me on all of those things. Are you still working through that? I am. Oh, wow. Okay. I am still working through that because there's a lot of things that happen because of it. And so um, I won't be cleaned up from that mess for probably another month or two. But yeah, that happened in July. All right, let's go back to your growth, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you talk about going from, you know, you're between 1,400 and 1,500 clients now, yeah. which is an increase of, of what from a year ago? I mean, how many did you have about a year ago? About a year ago, we probably had just over, I want to say, we ended the year last year at about 2,600 clients. So you've gone... No, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, to, uh, we We ended the year at, 396 clients. Okay, so you, incredible growth. Yeah. Is there a point where, because you talked about if you can't do the job, you'll, you'll, you'll point someone in the right direction to another company that can, that can do the job, which is, which is very admirable. Is there a point where you just say, I, we can't take on any more business or do you just adjust, bring on more people, do whatever it takes and continue to let it grow? I mean, what, what would you say to that business owner that says, I can't do any more because... Some people, when they get to a point, they, they just stop advertising. No, that's a bad idea. Yeah, and I've always okay. heard that's the wrong thing you could do. do you, you don't want to turn away business. Do you just make the adjustments and bring... What do you no. do? Okay, there are times that I've turned away business. And here's the thing. I've, ha- I've had, I had this great opportunity that happened this year uh, that came to my table, and it would have changed the scope of my entire financial structure of my company. Problem is, it would galvanized my entire staff. And just for that one project and not one other one of our clients would ever be able to be looked at again. Don't do that to yourself as a company. Even though the money was so good, it would have changed everything. The reality is it would have changed everything. And if I lost that one client, your eggs are all in one basket. That's right. I would have lost my company. So it's not, I decided that I'm, I want a mix I want a mix of clients in all different verticals. In my case, I have a really strong mix of about 38% small business, 34% mid cap, and the rest large companies. So I have a really nice structural mix. I also have a nice mix of locations. So if something goes wrong in one place, I don't get hit totally. <laughs> um, it still hurts, but you know, I don't want to, I don't want to end my company. Remember, you have to do controlled growth. And yes, there are times where I have actually people on 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 the back burner. That just in case I do want to take on something specific, I can actually bring those people on. I have them as potential contractors who can come to full time and are already been trained to do so. But my training schedule, I have a year, six months to a year before someone's ready to go in front of a client for me. So it's a long training process to get person up there. 
And yes, uh, I can tell any company that wants to grow fast, it sounds wonderful, but it's do not do uncontrollable growth because at the end of the day, you will have bad customer service. You will lose clients faster than you gain them. And your turnaround will be a lot higher than you want it to be. And the problem with that is the cost of bringing on a new employee, right? Will take over whatever you bring in for a client base. Well, they always say the cost of bringing on a new client is so much more than just trying to retain the clients you have. Well, it's not just the cost of the retention of the client, it's the retention of the employee. You know, employee acquisition is the most expensive thing for your business, right? So if you're going to bring on a, a, an employee and train them and, and get them moving, you don't want them to leave in the next week and you, you're with this hole. Right. So, and then you have to go through the process of, of again, a lack of someone working on those projects, also having an issue of, of uh, the money that it takes to acquire that client, to train that, that actual person who works for you, the employee, and then also get them ready and, and, and out there again and all the collateral that goes behind having a new employee. There's the old school thought of, well, if, you know, I'm going to train up this employee and then they're going to leave me and go to my competitor. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to lose that. You know, that, that's going to cost me to train them and then they, they're gone. But then the flip side, of course, is, well, how much is it going to cost you to have an untrained employee? And, and that's the worst thing you could have. To have an untrained employee is the absolute worst thing to have. And, and here's the thing. Uh, I know all these people get a little bit afraid of, oh, if I bring in somebody who's smarter or better than me, they're going to take over my job. I want them to right. take over my job, right? You don't get it if you're thinking that way. The reality is you want smart, energetic, active engaged, ambitious people around you who want to work at what they're doing and be the best at what they're at and grow out of that position. You want that because at the end of the day, they are the reflection of you. You are putting them in front of the client and they will do the best possible job for you. And that does reflect back on you. And at the end of the day, maybe they will have your job. But at that time, do you really want your job still? Mm -hmm. So, So train them to be better. Train them to do better. That's not a bad thing. The ones who are afraid and afraid of training people to make sure that they do better are the ones who are going to hurt themselves, their company, and their clients. Absolutely. You're listening to Jennifer Roos. She's the CEO, at least for now, she's the CEO of Sterling Rose <laughs> Consulting Corp, unless she trains somebody up and they take her job, but that's a good thing. Um, and this is uh, Strategic Insights Radio on Business Radio X. This is your show. You wanted yeah. to kind of wrap up the year, put a little bow on the 2017 year. So I'll let you add, talk about anything you want to talk about at this point. Yeah. Okay. So there's, there's a couple different things. One thing is I want to thank everybody who has helped Sterling Rose go through a lot of things that it did, both on a personal and a professional level. One of the things that I have to say is a, a big thank you to the Gwinnett Chamber of Commerce. They've been a huge supporter and the people within and the members of the chamber have been great vendors, partners, and clients. And beyond that, they have personally been great friends and an extension of a family that I don't have out here. So it, it, to the point where a number of them showed up when I moved and <laughs> to help me move boxes around the house, you know, it, it, it's stuff like that. It's the little things that have been amazing for the, the people in, in this group. Um, I want to thank Business Radio X because you helped us get a word out there on a national and international level for the last three years and been great support by both Mike and Business Radio X. So I want huge thanks for that. Um, we've had an amazing year. We have had 
the opportunity to be um, our third time as finals. We've two-time winner of the Pinnacle Award. We're uh, finals this year for the Pinnacles, finals for the Apex Awards. We were finals again for E&Y, Entrepreneur of the Year. Um, we've had the opportunity to to win a number of different awards, be named to the Forbes Technology Council, and win, win the number 333 at the Entrepreneur 360 list mm-hmm. for Entrepreneur Magazine. A lot of things have happened this year have been fantastic. And we've really seen some national and international growth for our organization and visibility within it. And it truly would not have happened without the support that we've gotten from our friends and our families and our chamber and, and even DeKalb's chamber and the one the chambers that we have up in Alabama that we work with and, and the people who have supported us within those and the communities that have actually rallied behind us to help us grow. So I want to give a huge thanks to City of Lawrenceville, who has been a huge supporter, um, the County of Gwinnett County, who has Gwinnett County, Georgia, who has been amazing, Trustville, Alabama, Fultondale, Gardendale, who have supported us and helped us to really launch our names out there. So thank you and everybody out there. Have a very happy and safe holiday and a very happy new year.